Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Kathy Brox and this is the LUTG Radio Show on LUTGradio.com. WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Amen, amen. And so today, uh, today is... um. March 22nd, 2022. I know I keep doing, I keep doing, I keep giving y'all the dates. And that way, if I give you the date, I can't go ahead and rebroadcast unless I go in and take that date out or something. Unlikely. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'll just rerun it and tell you I'm rerunning it. It's, un, it's highly unlikely that I'll even have time to edit that out. But anyway, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So today uh, we're talking about uh, we're going to put on the whole we're going to pray. We're going to put on the whole armor of God. And then today we're going to talk about enjoying yourself. I'll admit that the actual title was called Turn Up or Turn Out. And so we'll we'll just leave it with that because I was trying to be like holy and be like, you know, not trying like you know, just try and keep it clean. But honestly, if I would, the, the real title is turn up or turn out, turn up or turn out. And so we're going to leave it with that. And so we're going to open up in prayer. Heavenly father, we come to you, Lord God, through the shared blood of your son, Jesus Christ, for you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. We thank you, Lord God, for your love and for your strength and for your hope. Amen. It's so good to have hope. It is so good to have hope. Amen. Thank you, Father. And speaking of hope, we want to uh I want to ask y'all to pray for Kanye West. Uh also pray for his wife Kim Kardashian, uh, soon to be his ex-wife. Um pray for them. Um as you recall back in the day, uh, I put out a message and I said, "Yo, Kim, do not um emasculate him. It won't go well." So, um, and a little bit into the marriage, he had mentioned or showed on, you know, one of his videos, he had mentioned that, Hey, he had did a whole album. He had it on his phone. And, um, <clears throat> I think it went something like that. Don't, don't quote me. I might have this a little wrong, but I thought was, uh, what I remember him saying is, uh, either he had given his phone to the baby or his wife had given a phone to the baby and the baby, she a baby. She don't know. She just pressing buttons and oops, she deleted his whole album. Now I don't know what part of that is true. I have no idea. Um, and then you hear them, you see them going back and forth in public or, 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 you know, little comments back and forth. And so what, what I'm asking you to do is to pray for them because marriage is a covenant and that, that covenant is a spiritual thing it's a spiritual thing and so and it's honored by God and so the reason why I'm asking you to pray for them is they kind of lost respect for one another and when they lost respect for one another it's because they lost they they didn't fear God 100 so you need both people to fear God 100 now they true they you know they backed each other up on their careers and everything but somehow they lost that respect for one another. Somehow that love that they had before, it, it just kind of went away or something. Or, and it's usually from a lack of respect and respect is mutual. So we want to pray. If God wants them together, then God will keep them together. 
If God wants to go, if God says, okay, well, look, they, they just not, they ain't, they ain't for this. You know, divorce is the best thing for them. That way they can go their way and sin no more. And so we just want to pray God's will. We always pray for marriages when marriages are in trouble. People are saying, you know, they want a divorce. And, um, and so we also want to pray that they are one accord in faith, um, that they, that they are worshiping Christ in spirit and in truth, because, um, you can have one, one member of the marriage worshiping Christ and the other could be worshiping some other deity, some other God. And, um, both need to understand that they need to fear the Lord Jehovah God in the name of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that sets a man free. And so we just want them to remember that, to remember that God loves them and they have to love one another as Jesus loves the church. And so if they had to come back together, great. But if, if it's between when they talk to God and they say, look, God, I don't want this no more. God ain't going to force them. You know what I'm saying? He's going to try and keep them together and keep them and build their relationship and make it better. So we want to like not send no hate mail to either one of them, but just bless them and just pray for them. We just thank you, Lord God, for meeting them where they at. We thank you, Lord God, for meeting them where they at and building. If you want to bring this marriage together, build it up. I thank you, Lord God, for the individual salvation that they'll give their heart to you 100 percent, 100 Give Kanye peace because it's hard to work out your own salvation when you got something choking you, when you got a yoke that ain't Jesus choking you. And right now that yoke is hate. That yoke is anger. That yoke is, man, I'm so ticked off. You know what I'm saying? And she got the, she got something going on on her too. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you. And so while they both got that little, maybe they, extra whatever to get back at each other and that is so weird they're getting back at each other and they love each other at the same time so volatile so we just praying that god would just come and just hug them because they they both god's children just pray that god would just come and hug them just hug them just love on them and just keep on you know our kids they like squirm and try and get away god just love on them just love on them. Just, I love you. Just, just so that I pray that they'll hear God say every morning and every night, I love you. No matter what they experience and no matter what they're going through, I love you. That they'll hear throughout the day, that they'll hear Jesus say, I love you. I love you. Pray that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian West will hear the Lord God Almighty say, I love you. I love you. That's what we want to pray for them. I love you. We pray that. All right. All right. We together on that. Okay. Let's go ahead and put on the whole armor of God. Amen. Amen. You're listening to LUTG Radio, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And we're on LUTG Radio Network right now. And uh, we're going to be back on LUTGradio.com too uh, in about uh, two days. <clears throat> <laughs> Mm, stuff you know all is well that's all is well all right so we're going over to luke 24 45 luke 24 45 says then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures y'all know what we do amen amen we're trying to get our scriptures on not trying we doing it go over to ephesians chapter 6 ephesians chapter 6 amen amen yeah, there. 
All right, me too. Finally, my brethren, I'm on verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking a shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 and 19. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 24. Grace be to all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Amen. Amen. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in a secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he have known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isaiah 54 verses 13 through 17. <sighs> Y'all ready? <laughs> Bam, bam, bam. Jesus is Lord. Isaiah chapter 54. Y'all ready now? Isaiah 54 verses 13 through 17. It says, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. And great shall be the peace of thy children. And in righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression for 
Thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Woohoo. We got on the whole armor of God. Amen. To God be the glory. You're listening to LUTG Radio, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Amen. Uh, check us out on LUTG Radio Network.com. Amen. Amen. The LUTG Radio.com is coming back shortly. Amen. I just be trying to get stuff done, get it worked out. All right. So, like I said today, we are talking about uh, turn up or turn out. All right, so back in the day, I think I told y'all this story before. Back in the day when I was younger, me and my friends, well, one of our, one of the one of the boys on the block was like, yo, let's have a party. And we like, oh, okay, we ain't know nothing. We like little kids, we, you know, we young, we ain't know nothing. And so, I think we was probably like seventh, seventh grade, eighth grade or something. You know, maybe, maybe even a little bit younger because we would have parties. We would put on parties for the block club. And so we knew how to perform and stuff. We knew, we knew how to perform. We knew how to, you know, we had our act and whatnot. And so, but we had never been on the, uh, we managed ourselves in that respect, but we had never done like a music party, like a party party and stuff like that. We always did like a big gigantic party and we would invite neighborhoods and we would, you know, a neighborhood would come to neighborhood or, you know, we would go all around the, from door to door and, you know, telling people about, you know, the block club and what's happening and, and all that other stuff. And we would go to vendors and get deals. Now, see, this is so crazy. We would go to vendors and get deals on clothes and shoes and whatnot, right? <laughs> but we had never done like uh, promotions for, um, you know, for like parties, like, a, you know, a music concert or anything like that. Because we were dancing, and so um, we had we would get the vendors to come in, and what we did that, but we never really thought about, you know, the other piece of that, right? So we little kids, and we we learning all, all about this, right? So the, so the guy goes, "Yo, go pass these flyers out, you know, you know, to, to all your friends." And so my friends were the ones in my classroom, and so when a lot of people didn't show up, he got upset, right? And he started uh, cursing me out, and I'm like, "Yo, bro." you know, unnecessary. And I'm like, okay, well, I probably should have, you know, passed it out to some other folks, you know, but at the same time, a little while later, uh, I should say, well, I put it like this. I'm, I will, I know that I, I was thinking, okay, you know, I probably should have gave it to such and such and such and such. Um, but what ended up happening is, um, he had another party and he did such a thing and bang, bang, pow, 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 pow was happening at that party. And so, um, <laughs> You you gotta be careful who you invite in your house, cause they gonna go bang bang pow pow because it ain't their house. They don't care, right? You see, like Kathy, what does it have to do with turn up and turn out? God will bless you, Amen. God will bless you, 
but you got to fear him. You got to honor him. You got to honor him in everything that you do. Now, in that particular party, maybe I didn't honor that guy so well because he 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 he, he thought, you know, if I curse her out, then maybe she'll do better next time. Then he just finally said, forget it. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to work with you no more. And so sometimes you do got to give people a second chance because maybe they never done that before. And so if you're going to create something, you also got to learn, know that you got to be a leader. And so um, if you, you're you working with somebody that's never done this particular thing before, you want to lead them a little bit. You want to tell them. You, sometimes you got to give them real specific instructions and then, okay, and say, okay, go do this and then go do this. And so sometimes you got to be specific because it may not click with them or if it clicks with them. They're probably, okay, well, wait a minute. I also have an instruction uh, from the person, you know, from my parents or I have an instruction from my boss. or And so they're trying to weigh the instructions from the authority over them and trying to align what you want at the same time. So that's pleasing your uh, boss and pleasing your client. So that's pleasing your boss and pleasing your client. And so, um, you got to learn how to do both of them. And that way everybody wins, right? Everybody wins when you do that. And so that's a lesson that I learned a little bit early on. Okay. You got to learn how to balance both sides. You got to balance both sides. And so, um, that was a lesson learned. I ain't like the way he was talking to me. Um, I'm just one of those type of people. You can say what you got to say. You ain't got to be cursing me out. Now, curse words, they don't necessarily bother me so much because it lets me know what your character is like. Um, but I don't like being talked down to. That's just that's just me. Because my name is Kathy. My name is not B. My name is Kathy. And so that but that's just my particular way. You're like, well, Kathy, you know, if you were to just letting people, you know, say what they're gonna say, you'd probably be more successful. That ain't the reason why I'm not successful. I mean, honestly, you know my name, so that ain't it. That ain't it. Um so and you got to weigh what is success. And so in my neighborhood, success was living. So I'm wealthy um, because sometimes people didn't live past the age of 13 or 15, 18. I mean, and so uh, anyway, uh, a lot of my friends didn't even graduate high school. A lot of people, we grew, you know, they didn't graduate because either they were either they got and they was in the wrong place at the wrong time or, you know, other things happen. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, what does that have to do with this? Okay. So go me to Leviticus, uh, chapter 19. This is, I'm talking about fearing God. You like Anthony, cause we got to wait. What is success? What is success? Now, a lot of people we go, well, success is having a lot of money. True. Success is having a lot of money. It is. Success is having a big house and a, and a nice car. True. Success is having a family, having a spouse. True. Go with me to Leviticus chapter 19, verse 14 through 16. It says, thou shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear God, but shall, but shall fear thy God, but shall fear thy God. I am the Lord. This is God talking. Ye shall, ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shall not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, 
but in righteousness shall thou judge thy neighbor. Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people, neither shall thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. When I'm when I read this, I I understand that we're to fear God. Fear God. You can't be a respect of person. You can't go around gossiping and telling other a talebearer is a gossiper. You can't go around and talking bad about other people to well in my neighborhood. We had uh, people that would go around and they would be gossiping and telling other people's business. Why? So they can get some of your business. Why? Because so, they were using, they were information system. And some people would pay them either in money, uh, applause, laughter, food. They was always getting some kind of currency from it. Some of it was sex. And they would pay them for this information. And so they would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until they exhausted that line. But see, they were not done with the lines because even when they exhausted one line, they still had many more lines, meaning information on people. People were lines of information to them that they could uh, go and manipulate. And so. Um, you want to be careful not to do that, but you want to judge people not because they're poor or not because they're rich, but line up their line up everything against the word of God. And so that you're not judging them and saying, well, I judge you because I'm better than you. Oh, no, it's not. You don't judge them saying be saying that, hey, I'm 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 better than you. I'm not poor. I'm not rich. I'm I'm in between. I'm better than you because, well, I didn't go to jail or I didn't get cut off of Instagram or I didn't get, you know, divorced or I didn't get, you know, assaulted or punched in a face. It don't make you better than nobody just because you didn't go through something. You understand what I'm saying? Just because you didn't go through something, it don't make you better than nobody else. And just because you went through something, it don't make you better than nobody else. When you love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Because when you can love God, you can love yourself. And when you love yourself, you can love your neighbors as Jesus loves the church. You can love your brothers and sisters in Christ as Jesus loves the church. Love your neighbors that you love yourself. You can love them and you can bless them and you can honor them and respect the gift that God put in them. It's not about being better than somebody else. It's about being able to align the gift that God gave you with the gift that God gave them. See, not everybody is a piano player. To have a good band, you need a piano player. You need a trumpet. You need a guitarist. You need a bassist. You may even have a flutist. You may have somebody that plays a harp. You need somebody on each instrument. One person can't play all the instruments. You need somebody. 
Even if you have a machine that plays like six, 10 different instruments, that's one person playing all those instruments. What about the poetic pause? See, he can, he gonna have to have something recorded. You need one person on this instrument, like in the military, they learn a particular skill. And instead of getting, they, instead of judging one another and say, well, you ain't good at that. They say, oh no. You perfect that skill. You perfect that area. And this one over here is going to perfect that area. And we're going to come together like an, a beautiful instrument. We are a beautiful team. And we're going to work as one. We're going to move as one. When I was in school, my teacher was a Marine. And that's how he taught us. And that's how we move. And he would literally go left, right, left, right. Hope. <laughs> about face and so <laughs> he would he would make us move as one he's like if one of you get out of step everybody's gonna fall you're gonna call this line to back up pay attention to what's in front of you don't look back look forward don't look back look forward God is saying the same thing to us. Don't look back at what I've forgiven you for. Look forward to what I've written for you. Don't look back. You you ain't that old person no more. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I'm just giving you the summation. All things have become new. You ain't who you were before. Fear God. Fear God. Reverence the Lord. Honor him. He will bless you. Go me to 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 through 8. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now this is about a prophet named Elijah. Elijah fears God. I I make that in present tense. Why? Because Elijah did not die. Elijah translated. He's still alive. He translated. He'll be back. Because everybody has wants to die. He'll be back. But Elijah feared God. And when we read this, you'll see how... When you fear God, God can trust you with a mighty anointing to do things to bless people. So we, the righteousness of Christ, the redeemed of Christ, we are not just here just to be just to be saved and redeemed ourselves. Oh, no, we got to go out and testify about God. Elijah's life was a testimony unto the Lord Jehovah God and Jesus that is to come. During his time, it was Jesus that is to come. Right now, my time and our time is Jesus that already came. So he his life testified of the word of God. It says, now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah saying, thy servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen, that's slaves. And Elijah said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, 
what hast thou in thy house? And she said, thine handmaid have not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So then she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels was full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. So what did Elijah do here? Elijah saw a woman that was in need. And he says, what can I do for you? So one, he heard her, he listened, he heard her and he, he had compassion on her, but more than compassion, he applied the word of God to her because he represent, he was a representation of the Lord in the earth. He was that he was the hands of God in the earth being the hands of God. And her husband was a, was the hands of God, but he wasn't good at money. He wasn't good at money and he wasn't good at, at, at asking or believing God. He was a faithful man, but he evidently did not prosper in sowing and reaping and believing God, asking and receiving. He was a giver. But in order to be a giver, you need to be a receiver too. Why? Because then you, if you give away everything, then what else do you have to give if you're not receiving? And so she understood that she needed to receive so that she could pay off. The debt that supported his faith. This man Elijah heard her and he says, I will answer your request in the name of Jesus. The power that he used was called multiplication, which is the same power that Jesus used when he multiplied the fish and bread to feed all those people. Jesus heard the cry of his disciples that said the people are hungry. And he said the same thing. Who has anything here? What do you have? What do you have? Elijah said, what do you have in your house? Jesus' disciple says, well, here's a lad. He got uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus said, that's enough. Elijah says, what do you have? She said, oh, I only have a pot of oil. He says, that's enough. God had already decided, I'm going to multiply this. Pray over it. Pray over it. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. He told her to pour it out. He gave her words. He gave her instructions. Pour it out. Go get empty. He says, uh, then he says, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors and empty, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour 
and shall pour into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. And so she had to close. She couldn't just do. Sometimes you can't have your your anointing, the 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 uh, product or the produce of the anointing. You can't have it all out in the open. You got to put it in something and then go ahead and sell it. She had to put it in something first so that she could sell it. So for some of y'all, it may be, you know, a coffee pot that you're selling on one of these websites. It may be clothes. It may be shoes. It may be something you made. Something, you know, you multiplied. Here's another example. Second Kings, we're in the same Second Kings. Amen. Um, here's an example of this woman. She uh, well, I ain't, I ain't running out that much time. She she wanted a she 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 was sowing a seed. This woman, I'm on verse eight. She started sowing a seed, and it. And it fell on a day, I'm on Second Kings chapter 4, verse 8, it says, And it fell on a day that Elijah passed on Shunem, where was a great... Oh, well, y'all like, well, where's the turn up and turn out? Oh, you ain't get it? Elijah turned up for that woman. See, yeah, well, a lot of times we be... Well, only thing we can think about when we hear turn up and turn out is flipping up your booty. Oh, no. Elijah showed out. See, debt is a poverty thing. Debt is a demonic spirit. Debt is demonic. It weighs people down. It was about to entrap her sons into slavery. It was about to basically choke the life out of her family. If her sons are in slavery and being beaten and they and getting their balls cut off, where's her family then? Her family will die with her and her children. There will be no lineage or any 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 parts left of her husband. You didn't know that when 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 people go into slavery, they often cut off those balls of the men. They they cut off their nads. You ain't sleeping with our wives. You ain't sleeping with our concubines. It's part of the punishment. How dare you go into debt? You became a slave. Slaves get their balls cut off. So you can't go and lay with people's wives and make a baby. Debt will choke the life out of you. By paying off, by giving, by multiplying that oil so that she could sell it and pay off her debts. Elijah restored life and a lineage to her family. Because her sons could marry. <laughs> Marry and still be able to provide for their family. Marry and work. Usually when a when a when a man of God is a man of God back in that day, one of his sons will take up his his vocation. So you may have one in the in the one in the faith, and then the other one is probably working, you know, in a skill or something. Either way. 
this family continues on. By paying off that debt, they're able to continue on. And it fell on us. I'm on verse eight. And it fell on a day. So he turned uh, Elijah. I apologize. I'm just, look, I'm expecting you to just get it. Elijah turned up, showed up. The When Elijah showed up, God already knew what she needed because she had already been praying and praying and praying. Elijah showed up and his turnout was that instead of these people getting put in shackles, he broke the shackles with the power of his faithfulness. He feared God. He turned up and he turned it out. He turned, he turned the devil out. They don't get out. He showed up and he turned out. Bam. All right. He showed up and he, and he, and he turned out, turned up and he turned out, <laughs> turned the devil out her house, out her lineage. Amen. Out of her family. He about to do it again. And it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, where a great woman, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, she turned in, he turned in thither to eat bread. And he and she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a, this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber. I pray thee on the wall and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be <coughs> when he cometh to us. <coughs> I'm a little dry. When he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither. And he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to, to Gehazi, 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 his servant, Call this Shunabite. And when she had when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto, and she said unto him. Say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken to spoken for the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for, for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she hath no child and her husband is old. And he said, and he said, call her. And when she had called, when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, nay, my Lord, that thou man of God do not lie unto thine handmaid. And so she's like, for real? I'm going to have a baby for real. Don't be playing with me. Don't lie to me. You ain't got to lie to me because I'm going to bless you anyway. You ain't got to lie to me. Don't lie to me. And he ain't saying no more. He's like, look, it is what it is. I've said what I said. All right. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elijah had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it, uh, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, uh, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. 
And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on, on her knees till noon and then died. Can you imagine your baby dying in your arms? He had, must have had some kind of aneurysm or something. Something was popping up in his head. The enemy was trying to take him out. But God, right? And when she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door upon him, upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said unto him, I pray thee, meaning I ask, one of, the, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, he said, whether, wherefore wait, wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. And so she didn't want to speak the word death. Why? Because words are action words. And it would have sealed. It's like sealing a coffin. And so if you want to bring, if you want to raise somebody from a dead, you can't say, oh, they're dead. Because that confirms what you see. You say, all is well. Rise. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Then he sat on, I'm on verse 24. Then he, then she sat on an ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she like, you got to go fast. And I do mean fast. It's important. So she went and came unto the man. I'm running and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is that Shunammite run. Now he knew that this woman coming to him must be an emergency and must be something wrong. Run now, I pray thee to meet her and say unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well, meaning you, you, you gave her shit. So what she was doing when she said it is well, she relying on the man of God that he said that the child will have life. In Psalms 91 and 16, it says, with long life, will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. So when Elijah told her that the child would have, that she would have a child, that she would bring life into this world. That's what he was telling her. With long life. Will God satisfy you and satisfy this child and show you his salvation? So you can't show salvation to something that's dead, can you? Nope. It has to, it has to be living. So either it's going to live in this earth or it's going to live in heaven. But if it's in hell, it ain't going to see the glory of God. It ain't going to have the life of God. It, it, nope. Um, verse 27. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me and have not told me. Then he, then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did, did I not say, do not deceive me? And so when the Lord had hid this from Elijah, why did God hide this? Whatever God says is. Whatever God says is. So God had God did God honored her words in that he would not speak against what she was believing. 
God was turning up and turning out. He like, this woman is of great faith. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to be, I'm going to be with her in this faith. I'm not going to let the word death be spoken about this child. We got that right. <laughs> God is showing up and showing out. And so she like, did I, did I not say, do not deceive me? And so instead of saying the child is dead, she said, do you remember what you told me? You remember I said, don't deceive me. So what she's telling him it, what she's telling him is the devil has choked my child. The deceiver is in the midst of my child and accosting my child. And I need you to remove the deceiver off of my child. I need you to get the devil off my child. That's what she's saying. The deceiver is choking my child. The deceiver has caused my child to be without life. Then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any man salute thee, answer him not again and lay my staff upon the face of the child. Why? Because they would he had, he could not delay. He ain't got time to chit chat. The power, the anointing that is on that staff is for that child. He ain't got time to chit chat with nobody and explain nothing. Why? Because he would have, they might have perceived what he was doing. And one of them might have spoken the word death. One of them might have, might have confirmed the deceiver instead of confirming life. And he only wanted to confirm Life, the word that he had already given her. He only wanted to turn up and turn, turn the devil off of that child, turn the devil out of that child. And the mother and the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child. That's interesting. She said, the mother said, as the Lord liveth, meaning the Lord is alive. You are alive. I'm alive. My child should be the same. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore, he went again to meet him and told him, saying, the child is not awake, not awake. That's interesting, right? He didn't say the child is dead. Oh, no. He said the child is not awake. What is he saying? The child is in a coma. He said the child is in a coma. You're like, well, there's no breath. The child is in a coma. So what would put somebody in a coma that was not something medically induced? Evil induced. The enemy. The deceiver. She said, do not deceive me. Do not send devils my way. Do not send lies my way. And when Elijah was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Now they're saying, hold on. There's a lie standing before Elijah because Elijah said that she would have life. And now before him, he sees a spirit of death. He sees a spirit of death laid upon that bed. 
He went in therefore and shut the door upon the upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. He had to get the blood flowing. He got the blood flowing, right? Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon upon him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. He had to stay in faith no matter what he was seeing and what he was experiencing. He had to stay in faith that the instructions that God had given him to lay upon the child that the child's soul would be returned to his body, that, that that coma, that spirit of death would be broken from him. He had to believe God no matter what he was seeing. He had to fear God, stand with God no matter what. And he called Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite, the Shunammite. So he called her. And when she was coming to him, he said, Take up thy son. She can't take him up unless he is alive, right? She can't take him up unless he's alive. This boy sneezed seven times. Seven times. Amen. Glory to God. Elijah kept his promise. Every word that he spoke, he spoke like the Holy Ghost speaks. He spoke like the Holy Ghost speaks in that he didn't start talking about himself. He he communicated what God wanted, wanted her to know. She would have life. She would have a baby. This baby will live. Oh, your, baby is in a, your baby is alive. Come pick him up. Your baby is alive. Come pick him up. I'm looking at. It took God six days to make the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested. Righteousness is in is the is in the rest of God. It's in the peace of God. It's like. Now, this is just my opinion. I'm, I'm just basing this off of what I've read thus far. Because seven is considered. Like in Genesis 2 and 3, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in that it, he had rested from all his work from which God created and made. When I read that, seven to me is like an anointing. It's like I'm finished. It's like the shalom. It is peace. It is rest. It is done. There's no more work to be done. It is whole. That boy was made whole. I think that's why he sneezed seven times. God had him to sneeze seven times because God had made him whole. That's what I think. God showed up through Elijah. He turned up and he turned the devil out of that boy. And then he made him sneeze seven times. Let them know you whole now. This ain't going to come upon you no more. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Glory to God. 
Here's another example. This is something we all can do as well. Verse 37. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed about herself to him and to the ground and took up her son and went out. Right. Okay. Verse 38. And Elijah came again to Gilgal and there was a dearth in the land. Lack. Impoverishment. Scarcity. And the sons of the prophet were sitting before him and he said, uh, unto his servant, set uh, on the great pot and seeth pot- pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine. You can't just pick up anything, but he did. If you don't know what it is, don't pick it up. But he picked it up. Gathered together wild gourds, his lap full, and came and sh- uh, shred them into the pot of uh, a pottage for they knew them not. They know, they know what those herbs was. Uh, So they poured out for the men to eat and it came to pass as they were eating of the uh, pottage and soup. They was eating some soup. All right. And they, that they cried out and said, Oh, thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat thereof. They realized that they were eating poison. They realized they were eating poison. But here come God. Here come the anointing. This is why you fear God. Here comes the anointing of God. But he said, then bring meal. So they got their soup and they got their meal. And then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot. And he said, pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. He anointed the cornmeal, y'all, for the cornmeal to absorb all that and then to make it good. It wasn't the cornmeal. It was the anointing of God. It was the fear of the Lord. And there came a man from Belshalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, 20 loaves of barley and full ears of corn in the husk thereof. And he said... Give unto the people that they may eat. Look at this. The anointing is so strong that he calls somebody to bring all this food more than he could consume. The abundance overflow. When God tells you to move and bring something to somebody, do it. Because you in your mind, you made me thinking, well, they ain't going to need all of this. That's a cane attitude. Mm-mm. Do what God tells you to be, do because they may be the prophet that's trying to bless that area. Or bless that church. Or bless that community. Or bless that house. It ain't your business what God is going to do with it. It's only your business that you obey God in that. Because the way he asking you to bless somebody. He's going to ask somebody to bless you. And his servitude. And his servitor said. What should I set this before and a hundred men? He said again. Give the people that they may eat. For thus saith the Lord, they shall eat and shall leave thereof. So he set it before them and they did eat and left thereof according to the word of the Lord. And so these people were believing for some food. They needed to go out. Remember, he said that they were prophets. So they needed to go out and carry the word of God. They needed to go out and finish their work. It is difficult to work when you're hungry. When you ain't got, when you in lack. And what did that show those prophets? Fear God. 
Continue. Fear God. Have faith in the Lord. No matter what is going on, have faith in God. Like the woman believed that God would provide a way out for her and her sons. These prophets believed that God would provide them with food. A way to finish their work. They had an assignment to do, but they had no way to get to their assignment. They had no energy to get to their assignment. You can have a car with no gas. So you have an assignment and you have a vehicle, but you ain't got no gas to put in the vehicle. You got problems. You need a solution. God sends somebody for that. And it's the obedient one that helps you. And they get blessed for helping you. God turns up. And turns the devil out that you may finish the work that he called you to do. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, now is the time. Amen. My name is Kathy Broxton. We're on the LUTG Radio. Amen. LUTG Radio Network.com. And we're about to get you saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You want to be forgiven of your sins and fear God? Let's get it. Let's get you forgiven of your sins. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord, we're going to go fast because I'm running out of time. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus and share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this word for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved. First thing I want you to do is thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. Amen. I want you to learn how to pray. It's in the book of Matthew chapter six, starting off with verse seven, go all the way to verse 14. Amen. That's the Lord's prayer. And it talks about forgiveness. Amen. And then I also want you to give. For you folks that are able to give financially to LUTG Radio, I appreciate you. You can do that on LUTGRadioNetwork.com. Amen. Um, I want you to get it, become a part of a church. I pray that God will send you to a church that teaches in uh, spirit and in truth in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And you always, um, you sow your tithes where you get your nourishment from. So that where you, whatever church you go to, that's where you sow it. Here at LUTG Radio, you sow seed. Amen. Glory to God. And so that could be any amount. Your tithe is 10% of your gross. And your offering is usually like 5%. Five, you can make it 10% if you want to. 
Um, all right. So there you go. My name is Kathy Brox. This is the LUTG Radio Show, WKKP Digital Broadcasting, LUTG Radio Network.com. Share the link. Uh, you can find me on social media pages at LUTG Radio. Amen. 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 Jesus loves you, beloved. And so do I. Have a blessed day.